0: Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Father's Day. If you're here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor of this wonderful church, and I'm so glad that you decided to worship with us today. We are currently in our sermon series that is titled, I Am Jesus in His Own Words. Now, today uh, is not traditionally known as one of Jesus' sayings, but because we are celebrating Father's Day, I added one of them in there that says, I am in my Father as the Father is in me. But before we go into the Scripture reference today, I want to share with you a story of my personal life when it comes to being a father. Uh, Many years ago, even before I was a pastor, I went to one of these uh, spiritual workshops and trainings. There was an evangelist there, and after he spoke, at the end, he went down and he's shaking hands. So when when it came time for him to shake my hand, I did so, and I said, you know, hello, my name is Ricky. And all of a sudden, he just like stopped in his tracks, and he says, "Uh, so you're Ricky? And I was like, yes, like, yes, I am. And then, without hesitation, he says, I have a word for you from God. And I'm like, oh, man. Of course, my whole body language and things, it stood, you know, it stayed straight. But, man, was I thinking other stuff like, yeah, mm mm-hmm, whatever, you know. And then he says, you're going to be the father of many children. Oh, my goodness. If I I, I, had—I kept it straight. I kept it straight. But in my spirit was like, oh, my—there's no way. And and, and so I just said, thank you so much. You know, God bless. Kept on going like nothing. But really what I was thinking, I don't know. If God told him to tell me that I was going to be the father of many children, then that means that God has to tell him to tell me how to tell my wife. (laughs) Because when I go over to her and I say, hey, the God said I'm going to be a father of many children I didn't even want to know how she was going to be reacting to that But here's the part is, I didn't really understand what the evangelist told me at that time But a few years later, I was actually appointed for the very first time uh, uh, at Columbia United Methodist Church and it was my first appointment as part of many pastors, but I was the pastor of visitations. And I also, God put it in my heart to do a children's ministry. So when the first day that we started, I remember we're expecting all these kids, and there were only four that showed up. Me, my wife, Annie, and at that time with my two daughters. And that was it. But guess what? God continued to multiply that and provided children from around the community to come to that uh, program, which we called Kids Galaxy. I was known as Captain Ricky. And the theme of the night is like, you're going to navigate through the planets of crafts and, and skits and music and so on and so forth. I mean, in a matter of two years, we had over 200 children registered in the program, praise God. We had 43 volunteers, and if you're watching from over there in Columbia and York and, and want to say thank you so much because I could not have done it, and Annie could not have done it without your help. But here's what happened. After the children's ministry, which went up to fifth grade, that was it. But those children that says, Pastor, or, or Captain Ricky, we need something for preteens, And you see, what was interesting is that it was coming from them. So we started a preteen program, and that started growing, too. And then I became, Ani and I became foster parents. I mean, then I started realizing, my goodness, the words from the evangelist years before that were actually coming into a reality, that I was going to be a father of many children. Now today we celebrate uh, Father's Day, and uh, biologically I have three children, but I have also seen how God has placed other children in our midst that I've been a father figure to. And it's so awesome to be able to do that. Now I want to be able to go into today's scripture reference, and I'm going to ask you to please open up your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 14, beginning on verse 6. I'm going to read through 12. Now, you're going to find some of the words are similar to last week. So I'm going to catch up to what Pastor Gil uh, preached last week. On verse 6, and I'm reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation, in case you have your own uh, translation, and, and the words may be a little different. But here, Jesus is found saying this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had already known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So this is where we catch up this week. It says, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but the Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least, here's Jesus saying, at least believe the work Uh, because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. May God add a blessing to his word today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jesus' conversation, the last conversation with his disciples before his crucifixion. You can almost feel Jesus' frustration when he said to, uh, to Philip, you have been with me for all this time and you still don't know who I am. Three years they have been together every day and still Philip doesn't get it. You know, sometimes uh, we are quick to judge Philip and, some, and other disciples too because we are, you know, if we are completely honest with With ourselves? How many times have we asked for something to happen to satisfy our hunger to know that where God is, that God is with us, to satisfy the hunger that God is present? Remember, this conversation comes right after Jesus told his disciples that he was going to prepare a place for them in his Father's house. And Thomas responded that they don't have no idea of where he was going. And now after Jesus responds to uh, Thomas's lack of understanding, here he is responding to Philip's. But you know what? He does so immediately, calmly, rationally. Jesus tells Philip and us that the Father is revealed through him. If you've seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. Now, how many of us who are fathers can truly say that we have set a great example in our children to love, to listen, to guide, to show, to work hard? One of my hopes is that my children can see me as a great role model, A great father that provides for their needs, but not necessarily their wants. A father that loves them, and yes, even when it comes to tough love, because they have to know and I have to remember, and they have to remember that it's beyond just a friendship that I am also their father, and I can't forget that. I long for those moments when my kids know what I like and don't like those days when they are not thinking about themselves and more focused on the things that I like, you know, as a father, and sometimes that they can finish out even my own uh, sentence because they've gotten to know me. For us to be able to see eye to eye. You know, I sometimes think that those are similar responses. The Father, God the Father, is seeking in his sons and daughters to be one as jesus was with the father to see eye to eye speaking about seeing we have to notice what a difference the incarnation of god makes you see god had a conversation and told moses this based on exodus 33 verse 20 he said but you may not look directly at my face for no one May see me and live. You see, but Jesus told Philip, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. This gives a new perspective of what Jesus told his disciples previously in Matthew 13, verse 17, when he said, I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it you see Jesus tells Philip not only when he sees Jesus but he sees the father but also when he hears Jesus he is hearing the father this is because Jesus was in the father and the father was in Jesus and they were both one in verse 11 of that main scripture I just read Jesus told them the words that I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Out of this scripture, Jesus shows us a few things that we can do as his followers, the sons and daughters of the Almighty God the Father. The first one is this. The words we speak should represent the God living in us. I don't have time today to go into the warnings of how important the words are that we speak. But I encourage you to go into the the New Testament book of James, and it's only five chapters, to go ahead and read it and see how God is able to uh, uh, find out ways that you can transform your life, especially in chapter 3. If out of all the chapters for this particular uh, uh, moment, read chapter 3, because it deals with how to control our tongues and what to say. Another part that we want to share with you is that others should come to know God the Father by what they see in us. You see, if people are not seeing God in us, then we are too preoccupied with self. We are feeding our own will and not leaving room for the will of God the Father in our lives. What they see in us should be a genuine relationship with God the Father. What they see in us should be the consistency of trusting in God even when things don't go our way. The works we do, here's the third point the works we do should point others to God. In the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, the Bible says this Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I want to share this also, but you've got to be careful not to fall into the trap that you want to work for God, that you forget to spend time with God. So you got to understand, I have fallen into those traps before. Yes, I'm a pastor. And all of a sudden, because I'm a pastor, I always got to, in my mindset, I got to work for God, work for God. And there's been times that I've gotten frustrated. There's been times that I I don't know what to do here and there. It's because I have forgotten to spend time with God, not being transparent with you. So what I'm telling you, when you are thinking about working for God, make sure you spend time with God, is because of my own personal experience. The more you spend time with God the Father, the better chances of knowing what you need to do for God. Jesus said, I am in the Father as the Father is in me. The works we do should point others to God. In verse 12 of that John uh, passage, it says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And I love this part, even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. Now, how many of us who are fathers desire for the children to succeed? Personally, I want my children to succeed and do greater things than I ever did. But I believe wanting them to succeed doesn't mean to give them everything they want when they want it. You see, we as children, sons and daughters of God, we get mad when we don't get our way. We pound or we stomp our feet when things don't go as planned. We begin, we begin to believe that when we go through struggles, God is not present. But oh, we quickly forget that God who we serve, who is omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent. We quickly forget that Jesus, his own son, also went through times of difficulty. He was led by the Holy Spirit. To give you a few examples, he was led by the Holy Spirit to go into the wilderness. And while he was there, he was tempted by the devil. On the night before he was arrested, Jesus was found praying. Jesus knew what he had to go through that his body would be broken, that his blood would be shed. But in Luke 22, verse 42, here it's recorded that Jesus talking to, the, to God, the Father, he's saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, but not my will, but thine be done. Can you imagine what Jesus was going through? Another instance is when Jesus was at the cross and, and it says, you know, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, God's own son, went through times of trials, of tribulations, and suffering. And as much as we don't like to hear it, we will too. But even as we go through our own situations, Jesus tells the disciples that we are going to do similar things, and not only that, greater things than he did. And I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. Now, in closing, speaking to Philip and all the disciples, including us, Jesus says, if you have a hard time believing that I and the Father are one, believe because of the miraculous things you have seen me do. How many miraculous signs have we seen? And we're looking for the grandest moments and these huge signs for us to be satisfied, but it's just sometimes the small things that come out to be the grandest moments in our lives. A few days after this came, the greatest miracle of all time, the resurrection. Then the disciples finally got it. You know, I love the song by Mercy Me that's titled, Even If. And towards the end of that song, it says this. Because I know you're able, and I know you can Save through the fire with your mighty hand But even if you don't, my hope is you alone I know the sorrow, I know the hurt Would all go away if you just say the word But even if you don't My hope is you alone It is well with my soul It is well, it is well with my soul. Jesus said, I am in my Father. Why don't we follow his great example to be in the Father as the Father was in Jesus? Your earthly Father may not have been good to you. But let me tell you this God the Father wants a relationship with us. That's right, you and me. Having Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it makes us the sons and daughters of the Almighty God the Father. Let's start living like it. Now, for those of you who have been watching and listening, and you want to start a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to echo this prayer with me. And for everyone else who has already accepted Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and, and be in prayer for those who are going to accept Christ in their lives for the very first time. So join me in prayer. Almighty God, God, I want to know you more. I've tried to live life on my own. I can't do it anymore. I want to be one with you. But I know I can only have a relationship with you through Jesus. Today, I accept Jesus in my life, the same Jesus who died for me, who rose for me, his body broken, his blood shed for me. Forgive me for my sins. Wash me clean. Help me each day to let go of my will and do your will. That I may say, you are in me, as I am in you, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I want to be able to celebrate with you if you have accepted Jesus Christ after praying that prayer. I want to celebrate with you. As a church, we want to celebrate with you. If you could, please send me a message at Ricky at newhanoverumc.org, and I'll make sure I contact you. I want to make sure that, I want to celebrate with you. I want to say thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say that as we continue with the service, be blessed by the song that the worship band is going to lead us in.